Podcast Studios. This, this is the award-winning After 9 with Scott and Kat. Wow. Where do we start on that fiasco from last night? Um. You watched the whole thing, I assume? <laughs> I assume. What's that? You watched the whole thing. Of I think, course right? I did. Yeah, I couldn't stop watching. And I wish it was. Lo- I never say this about stuff. Like these days, I think everything is too long, right? The Bachelor's too long. Award shows are too long. I could have watched this for another hour, if not two more hours. Um, Megan and Harry. And I feel like everyone has an opinion on them. Or at least, yeah, it, it, they do, right? Everyone has an opinion. Even if your opinion is, who fucking cares? Like, guess what? Like, you do in, in one way or another. Like, everybody does. And there were a couple of standout moments yesterday um, during the interview for most people. And it's the stuff that's most talked about. Um, First of all, I mean, I'll ask you, because I don't know if I asked you, what was your standout, like, what the fuck moment from last night? Well, I was I spent the first part of that interview trying to figure out why they were doing that interview. And. It was very apparent to me in the first few minutes that that was nothing but a sympathy piece. It was, uh, please don't think badly about me. I, I want sympathy. I want people to, to, uh, like me and I want to be like the queen of America and, and this Royal family shit over there in the UK. I, they, they treated me badly. That's what I think the goal of it was. The, uh, Right or wrong, uh, Megan is getting a lot of negative publicity, and she has for a while now. And a lot of that links back to her and Harry leaving the royal family. And people can think whatever they want to think about that. It seems like Megan is not happy with the press she's getting because of that, and that's why she came out and did that interview last night. So that's why I think she did it. The standout moment, to me, was the very first segment. She claims... And and to me, this is an outrageous claim. She had no idea what she was getting into. She says she didn't know how big a deal her husband was. She didn't understand uh, the royal uh, the role and responsibilities of the royals. She didn't get any of it. And I find that very, very, very hard to believe because I think that all of this could have been avoided had she done a little bit of homework as to what she was marrying into. You know, I I can't help but think if she had watched that interview that Princess Diana did with Martin Brashear, she probably would have learned basically all she need to knew to know this wasn't the lifestyle for her. It wasn't the the lifestyle for her. She didn't want any part of it after she'd gotten a taste of it and she wanted out. And I think last night was telling a different story to justify why she left. Wow. We could not have had two completely different takeaways. What did you I disagree with it all? I I don't think it was about that. You have to remember, you know, you have to put yourself in in her shoes. And from her perspective, she has been shit on absolutely shit on until people couldn't possibly shit on her anymore. And then they kept shitting on her. And I'm talking about the UK tabloids mostly. Yes, but it's it's more than that. Right. It's everywhere. She's been hated um, from everything about her. I mean, you, I mean, you saw the special, you, those were actual headlines. None of that was fabricated. Right. Those were actual headlines talking shit about her, um, saying, I mean, extremely racist, racist headlines. I don't understand how anyone could get away with that, but apparently they did and they could have been from all over the globe. So maybe in some parts it, it was, it was fine, but calling her so many fucking names, she's been through this for several years without being able to say a word. 
And now finally she's free and she needs to set the record straight. To me, it wasn't someone being desperate for everybody needs to love me and here's what's happening. It was a here, here was my mental state because of what people did to me. So you better understand us and who we are so that you're not just watching these fucking rumors fly and looking at these tabloid headlines and you're assuming something about us that isn't true. I've had to keep my mouth shut all these years while people have shit on me constantly. And now I'm able to say something. And that's okay. And you can take away what you want to take away from this interview, from her answers. That's fair and that's fine. But to be able to have a voice now, share it with Oprah, makes the most sense. Finally, she's kind of free. To me, it wasn't a pity party thing. She was explaining what was happening. And I think that that's important for people to know. Hey, you guys saw this headline? Guess what was really happening? I was contemplating suicide at one point while this was happening. There was Mm -hmm. people that were like trying to figure out everything about me, paying tons of money, trying to get to my family, trying to get to me, trying to get to Harry, um, death threats. Like, and now finally I'm able to speak. That's what that said to me. I was completely different. So right now about half the people listening to this think, Scott, that's bang on. You're absolutely right. The other half think, Scott, you couldn't be further off. Kat, you're absolutely right. We've we've gone both ways here. So let's get into the audio from last night. Let's spend a little bit of time unpacking some of what came out. Now, I'm going to leave it up to you because you were in charge of the wrap up this morning on our FM radio show. Where do you want to start with that interview? Well, I mean, let's start with the stuff that's going to that's going to be headlines everywhere first. Um the claim is, and I'll let Megan speak for herself um, in this audio, but the claim is that Megan contemplated suicide while she was pregnant with Archie. And she went to get help, and she was denied that help a couple of times. Harry even went with her to ask for that help, saying, and it was hard for them to even do that and say, I need help. I am contemplating suicide, basically. We don't know what was actually said, but here is Megan explaining that. And that struck me because it sounds like you were in some kind of mental trouble. What was actually going on? Almost unsurvivable. Sounds like there was a breaking point. Yeah, there was. I just didn't see a solution. I would sit up at night and I was just like, I don't understand how all of this is being churned out. And again, I wasn't seeing it, but it's almost worse when you feel it through the expression of, my mom or my friends or them calling me crying, just like, Meg, they're not protecting you. And I realized that it was all happening just because I was breathing. Mm. And look, I was really ashamed to say it at the time and ashamed to have to admit it to Harry, especially um, because I know how much loss he suffered. Mm -hmm. But I knew that if I didn't, say it that I would do it and I I just didn't I just didn't want to be alive anymore and that was a very clear and real and frightening constant thought and I remember I remember how he just cradled me and I was I went to the institution and I said that I needed to go somewhere to get help. I said that I've never felt this way before and I need to go somewhere. And I was told that I couldn't, that it wouldn't be good for the institution. And I called 
So the institution is never a person, or is it a series of people? No, it's a person. It's a, a person. It's several people, but I went to one of the most senior people to, to, to get help. And that, you know, I, I, I share this because there are so many people who are afraid to voice that they need help. And I know personally how hard it is to not just voice it, but when you voice it, to be told no. And so I went to human resources. And I said, I just really, I I need help. Because in my old job, there was a union, and they would protect me. And I remember this conversation like it was yesterday, because they said, my heart goes out to you because I see how bad it is, but there's nothing we can do to protect you because you're not a paid employee of the institution. This wasn't a choice. This was emails and begging for help, saying very specifically, I am concerned for my mental welfare. And people going, oh, yes, yes, it's disproportionately terrible what we see out there to anyone else, but nothing was ever done. So we had to find a solution. Wow. So your takeaway from this that you mentioned this morning, I'll let you, I'll let you get to your thoughts on it because you wish you there was more specifics here right yeah first off i don't think it's right that they threw out allegations without naming names calling the let's clarify first off when they say the firm they mean the monarchy when they say the institution it's the person that they don't want to name but i think it's safe to say the institution likely is prince charles is that a fair assumption? You know, well, and, and let's tell people why. If you didn't watch the special, it was very, very evident, it, clear. It was made crystal clear by first by Meghan and then by Harry that the standing relationship with the queen, with his grandmother, is great. They talk to her all the time over the phone. We know that there's a rocky relationship between Harry and his father, and he did mention that. It continues to be rocky. At one point, he says, you stopped taking my phone calls. And he kind of just breezed over that, and Oprah stopped him and said, hold on a second. What? So bad relationship there. Troubled one with William. It wouldn't have been William because you wouldn't go laterally, right? You wouldn't go over to William to ask for this kind of help. You're going to the institution. You're going to someone who has a little more power. And if the queen is all good, then you know that there's probably only one person left lingering there. And and by the way, grandpa was left out of it, too. Grandpa's great. Everything was great with grandpa, too. Prince Philip. Yeah. Okay. So from that, I feel horrible for her. I mean, if she was in a place that... That she wanted to end her own life. I mean, that's horrible. I'm glad she reached out for help. And I think everyone who's in a situation where they need help and they recognize they need help should ask. My question here is, is what did you ask for and what did they say no to? Because I think she put it out there that she asked for her for help and they said no. But again, what did you ask for? And I'll give you an example. Did she say, because the royal family is very protective of their image, did she say, guys, for my own mental health, I want to leave London and I want to move to New York. I, I want to go and see Dr. Phil or, or Dr. Oz. Uh, that's who I want to go and see and talk to about how I'm feeling. And the palace stepped in and said, well, wait a second here. That's it, it's a pretty bad look for for you to flee the UK and to go and see Dr. Phil and, and blah, blah, blah. We recognize you need help. So we would like you to speak to any one of the best doctors in the UK that we have right here on our staff. And did they offer her help, just not the help she wanted? Or did they flat out say, no, nope, you can't get any help. Suck it up. I mean, to me, 
there is a bit of a difference there. And and I'd really like to understand what it was she asked for. For all we know, the help she wanted was out of the monarchy. And one of the things that came out last night is long before we, the public, knew that Harry and Meghan were thinking about leaving. Harry said himself he didn't blindside the queen. They'd been having those conversations for a very long time. So I'm really wondering, was that the kind of mental health that she needed? And the palace was just trying to keep their family together or keep the monarchy together. I, I just think we need to know more information. But on the surface, when you hear that she asked for mental health supports and she didn't get them, that sounds terrible. And I'm just and, and if, if that's the case, she's right. She she's right. She needed help. She should have gotten help. But what exactly did she ask for? I feel like contextually is an important question. See, and I uh, again, I'll, I'll, I'll politely disagree with you here because I I don't think it fucking matters. I don't think it matters when you have she was pregnant at the time when you have a pregnant member of the family coming to you for help, saying that she's contemplating killing herself, therefore her unborn baby as well, your family. I don't think it matters what you want. You want to go talk to Dr. Phil? Okay, and here, okay, that's a real stretch, by the way. I don't even think that that's the case. Let's say it was, though, a specific doctor in L.A. Okay, let's go that route, because it's kind of meets in the middle. It's not like you're going on Dr. Phil, but I want to go see this specific doctor. You say yes to that. You make sure that their mental health is okay. You make sure that they get the help they need. They're carrying a fucking member of the family. Like, to me, none of that matters. If any piece of this is true, it needs to be addressed. And the royal family is going to look at this interview, and maybe they're going to brush over it. They're not even going to say a word. Maybe they'll leak stuff to the tabloids, possibly. But if they address anything that was said in this entire interview, Scott, it better be this. Because you can't play with that. You can't have these, and and let's call them accusations. You can't have these accusations, even though they weren't naming names. It doesn't matter. It's one of several people. It's one of a few people only that said it. You cannot let that go ignored. You have to address it. Tell us what happened, why. I mean, I agree with you that we need more details. We both agree on that. I would like to know a little bit more. But from my angle, it's it's not really about, well, I want to know exactly what kind of help. I want you to clarify why you didn't let her get the help that you need. Were you really so worried about what? What were you worried about by her getting the help she needs? And again, to me, I don't care what it is. Maybe to you, getting out and going to visit your friend in Canada for a week is what you ask because for your mental health, you need it because you're contemplating suicide and this is the only person that you can talk to right now. The answer should be yes. These are people. I don't give a fuck if they're members of the royal family. You have someone, again, I'm going to stress, a fucking woman who is pregnant, contemplating killing herself, who at one point she said wouldn't even let her husband leave, didn't want to be alone because she's afraid of what she would do to herself. And of course, we all hope that she's not kidding around here. Let's hope to, because nobody should be joking about that. Nobody should be joking about it or maybe even stretching the truth when it comes to that. So I hope to God that she's telling the truth. And if she is, we need to hear from the monarchy themselves what happened there, because that could have ended a lot different. Sure, it absolutely could have. I, I agree with you wholeheartedly that if she needed support, she should have gotten supports. I, I just think that, well, like you said, I mean, I, I think more that raised some questions and that should be addressed. Absolutely. It should be addressed by the palace. Let's get to the next clip. What's next? Okay, so the other one that people are the other one that people are talking about a lot. This was my what moment. Aside from uh, Megan basically admitting that she was having suicidal thoughts, 
My other what the fuck moment was definitely Oprah's what the fuck moment. I'm talking about the concerns the royal family had about their child. Listen to this. And that was when they were saying they didn't want him to be a prince or a princess, not knowing what the gender would be, which would be different from protocol, and that he wasn't going to receive security. What? It was really hard. What do you mean? He wasn't going to receive security. This went on for the last few months of our pregnancy, where I'm going, hold on a second. That your son and Harry, Prince Harry's son, were, was not going to receive security? That's right. I know. How, how, but how does that work? How does that work? It's like, no, no, no. It, it, because if he's not going to be a prince, it's like, okay, well, he needs to be safe. So we're not saying don't make him a prince or a princess, whatever it's going to be. But if you're saying the title is what's going to affect their protection, we haven't created this monster machine around us in terms of clickbait and tabloid fodder. You've allowed that to happen, which means our son needs to be safe. So how do they explain to you that your son, the grandson, (laughs) the great-grandson of the queen Mm -hmm. is not going to have, he wasn't going to be a prince. How do they tell you that? And what reasons did they give? And then say, and so therefore you're not, you don't need protection. There's no explanation. Hmm. But there is an explanation. I mean, that's the other piece. Who tells you that? Um, I heard a lot of it through Harry and then other parts of it through conversations with Mm -hmm. family members. Um, And it was a decision that they felt was appropriate. And I thought, well... Was the title, was him being called a prince? Archie being called a prince, was that important to you? If it meant he was going to be safe, then of course. So you think that they're, that's totally fine. Well, listen, I, I I don't doubt that at some point there were conversations going on about whether or not the son, Archie, would be considered a prince okay. and and things like that. And we'll come back to the security thing, because that's another one yeah. that I have some questions about. We definitely it, will. And we'll hear it from Harry, too. For sure. In this particular case, again, context matters here. I think had everything gone off the way. They would have preferred it went off that Harry and Meghan stayed as active working royals, senior members of the royal family. Of course, Archie would have had a security detail. It would have been part of Harry and Meghan's security detail. He would have been protected. Now, did this conversation take place after Harry had said, we're out, we want to leave? Was that part of the, okay, wait, if you leave... You forfeit your security detail. You forfeit security for Archie. Archie won't have a title if you're not an active member of the royal family or a senior member. If you're stepping away, this is what will happen. In context, is that how this went down? And by the way, I also don't believe for a second that the queen would sign off on Archie or Harry not having some form of protection. But I do think that there are some jurisdictional issues there that we'll come back to. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, okay, so I just want to fast forward this a little bit here because the they weren't done talking about Archie. Um, this was the what the fuck moment that I'm, that I'm talking about too. So after that, that was a bit of a, whoa, really? Wow, why, right? And this was the moment that a lot of people are talking about today that they're not okay with. In those months when I was pregnant, all around this same time, So we have in tandem the conversation of he won't be given security. He's not going to be given a title. 
and also concerns and conversations about how dark his skin might be when he's born. What? And who, who is having that conversation with you? What? So, um, there is a conversation. Hold up. Hold up. There's Stop several. Right con- now. There are several conversations. There's a about conversation it. with you with Harry about how dark your baby is going to be. Potentially, and what that would mean or look like. Ooh. And you're not going to tell me who had the conversation? I think that would be very damaging to them. Okay. So Harry later was asked about that as well. He basically reiterated that it was, um, it was said, yes, it was asked. Uh, questions were asked multiple times, and he also refused to say who it was. But we generally assume... That again, this was Prince Charles. Yeah, we, we. That's the thing. Is like by process of elimination, it's Charles and Camilla. Maybe question mark. I don't know. Sure. Maybe. Yeah. But uh, it's not the Queen, based on the fact that their relationship is tight. They are strong. They are good. William and him, rocky. But I don't believe that it would be William. I don't think that would have been William yeah. either. Charles seems to be the common denominator in all the sinister shit that was said last night. Now regarding that. I know that people heard that and and instantly the assumption was they were asking for racist reasons like, oh, boy, what if the baby's black? Like, do you really think that that's what they meant? Because Megan and Harry never clarified what the context of that conversation well, what does it was. matter what the context is. Why do you give a shit what color skin the baby's going to have, though? No matter what, it's not OK to ask the question. The only you know, the only way that this would get blown out of proportion to me and be like, OK, really? Is if they said in passing, hey, guys, uh, just so you know, obviously we're keeping an eye on the tabloids because if the baby, you know, comes out looking a lot more like Megan, you know, it's going to be a shit show. Like, wait for it. Let's hope not. Mm. If it was something like that. uh, Oh, okay, maybe. But I don't know why you have to talk about the skin color of the baby that she hasn't had that she hasn't even had yet. I, I don't that shouldn't be brought up at all. Or especially she used the word concern, concern. About the baby skin color. That sounds pretty fucking racist to me. I don't, I can't really find a way around that. Okay. I watched, uh, I do watch a fair bit of UK television and that was something that was being discussed when people found out she was pregnant in a very tabloidy kind of way. It was being discussed. And I'm just wondering again, was it a negative thing? Was it a racist thing or, or was it discussed in the context? Hear me out. Was it discussed in the context of, Guys, 60% of the Commonwealth is people of color. How great would it be if we did have a person of color, visibly of color, as as the future prince of England or a future prince of the Commonwealth? Wouldn't that be a sign of hope for so many people? Like maybe it was meant to be in, in a positive way. Like, hey, if this happens or or this is the way it happens to go down, then how amazing would that be for the Commonwealth? To see the royals embracing a person of color as their prince. Could it have been construed that way? I'm going to call you Stretch Armstrong today. That sounds uh, not even close to anything that would be said. Not not a chance. Now, is there a chance, though, that maybe not from Prince Charles, but if that conversation had been had with the queen, maybe it would have been different. I mean, Meghan said last night in the special, she phoned the queen 
two weeks ago when Prince Philip went into the hospital. The fact that she can phone the queen tells me that she's a special person because yeah. not many people can do that. Yeah. And, and, and also- I think Lizzie there, the queen, uh, her majesty has a lot of respect for Megan. I think that goes both ways. I'll tell you why no matter what, no matter what that conversation isn't one that needs to be had or should be had or, or is the fact that Megan herself is, is a woman of color. Mm-hmm. And they treated her like, and I don't mean they, everybody. Yes, absolutely. The queen apparently has a great relationship. But the media, the press, the tabloids, whatever you want to call them, shit on her constantly. And nobody was ha- helping her out. Nobody but Harry was ever issuing a statement about Meghan. Not a one time did you hear from Kate Middleton and William or whoever else might have released something to say this is not okay. Now, that being said, forgive me because I'm not 100% sure, but it, th- there might have been one release from everybody overall at one point when it got really bad it's possible but i'm not too sure i'm unclear on that but either way there should have been multiple people coming out to defend her and maybe there's just too many hoops to jump through here to get that press statement out from let's say a william or a kate or um anybody else but nobody jumped to her defense and this was a woman who was being seen as hey if you can do it i can do it right and she mm-hmm. said that she would go to all sorts of places in the, in the all over the world and have little girls looking up to her going, wow, like you are going to be a princess or a princess, depending on where she was at. You are a duchess. I can maybe that can be me because I see myself in you. So you can't say all of those things and then assume that, oh, they only brought up the color of the skin for for, for, for this reason. I don't know. To me, all signs point to I'm not saying they're all racist, but I'm saying it doesn't look good. Nothing's going to make me believe that they would bring up the color of what the baby might be. For just like a fun little reason. You don't need to bring it up. Do you think last night, is there any part of you that thinks they did that interview last night as part of a subtle effort to try and out King, uh, sorry, Prince Charles so that he could never become king to just make it such a shitty situation uh, to make accusations without making accusations to hint without saying, do you think there was any part of them that wants to make sure that Prince Prince Charles is never king? I don't think Prince Charles is a favorite necessarily at all <laughs> by very many people, but I also don't see a reason why they would should care or need to care. Like it, just, just for what, like for what reason would they not want him to do it? It shouldn't bother them or, or mean anything to them now that they're out. I'm just wondering on the level that where Camilla is, who would be married to the King is exactly where his mother was. And he had the affair with Camilla. While Charles was married to Diana. And I'm wondering if there's any part of that. And, and given everything else that's happened since Harry met Meghan. If he just wants to make sure he's never king. Mm-hmm. Or that I, dirty little homewrecker is a, is a, is a queen. <laughs> yeah, you'll never be my mother. And right. I'm going to make sure you're never from. queen. Yeah, you know, I mean. Totally, I, I'm just asking. I, obviously, I don't know. I don't think that that's the reason why they did what they did last night. No, I don't think that's the reason. But I also believe that. All those other things you said. I don't know if they necessarily want him and her to have those spots. But I also do believe that when Queen Elizabeth passes, when Grandma passes, I think that he'll and he should abdicate the throne and give it to William. There's a lot of people who feel that Charles should not be king. One thing we're not clear on is how the queen feels about Prince Charles. Obviously, it's her son. And Mm -hmm. and from the day he was born, she knew that eventually he'll be the king of England. But a lot's happened since he was born and and it was looking great when it was him and Diana and that fairy tale relationship, blah, blah, blah. Well, we all know what happened. And maybe even the queen doesn't want that. I don't know. Um, 
I, I really wish that they'd name names, though. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's one thing to come out and, and put all that on the canvas, but if you don't sign the painting, is it really authentic? Okay, well, is there nothing to what they said, though, in that it would be very damaging? So let's say, okay, let's, this is just a scenario we're coming up with, everyone. We're not making accusations of who's who, what's what. But let's say that happened. Let's say Prince Charles was approached by Meghan and then Harry, both together. I have mental health issues. I, I can't, like, I really need to see someone. No, it looks bad on us. That's going to look like you have trouble because of us. No. Let's say that happened. And then mm-hmm. he brought up stuff about the baby's color. Let's say he did both, okay? Let's say yep. he is evil. Is there something to what they said in that this would be so damaging and this is also his father? This is your dad. You love your dad. You know, this this happens every day all the time to ordinary people where they love that person so much unconditionally, but they know what they did is wrong. But it doesn't mean that they want to see them suffer because of their love. Is there nothing about that maybe? I mean, Harry doesn't want to see his dad just being shit on, just like Meghan was. Doesn't it make things worse if, worse if you name names? It might make things worse and not better, Scott, I think. You know, I just think that it's uh, it's one of those things where we're left to wonder, and that leads down so many different speculative paths that it's crazy how many different ways that people are looking at this, and and none of them are necessarily right. And they had the platform last night to set the record straight, not to set some of the details straight. But to clarify everything, and I don't know that they necessarily did that, and maybe the palace could clarify a few things, but I don't think they're gonna. Like, let's take, for example, the Kate Middleton stuff last night. So apparently there was an incident leading up to the wedding. The story was that Megan made Kate cry. Mm -hmm. And then last night, Megan's question, well, why did that come out seven months later? And by the way, it wasn't me that made her cry. It was her that made me cry. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's impossible. They just had a fight and they both ended up crying. Well, here's and here. You know what? I'll play this. I'll, I'll let you hear it in 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 Megan's words. Th- yes, absolutely. It's possible, Scott. And it also lets you <laughs> makes you realize that even in fairy tales like this wedding, this big wedding should be fun. There's still the catty wedding shit that apparently went down between Kate and Megan. And I don't when it comes to this specific question, this tabloid headline, I you can tell with Megan did not. Megan wasn't specific in what exactly happened. The tabloids had claimed it had to do with the flower girl dresses. Okay, that's what it was. And that Megan was so angry at Kate and told her she couldn't have this, this, and that for the flower girls, for her for her kids, basically, and then made her cry. So he, <laughs> this to me is just catty no matter which way you slice it. Here's Megan explaining what actually happened. You say the narrative with Kate, it didn't happen. Mm. So specifically, did you make Kate cry? No. So where did that come from? Was there a situation where she might have cried or she could have cried? No, the reverse happened. And I don't say that to be disparaging to anyone because it was a really hard week of the wedding and she was upset about something, but she owned it and she apologized and she brought me flowers and a note apologizing, and she did what I would do if I knew that I hurt someone, right, to just take accountability for it. What was shocking was, what was that, six, seven months after our wedding, Uh that the reverse of that would be out in the world? The story came out six, seven seven months after it actually happened. Yeah. So when you say... I would have never wanted that to come out about her. 
ever, even though it had happened, I protected that from ever being out in the world. So when you say the reverse happened, explain to us what you mean by that. A few days before the wedding, she was upset about something pertaining to, yes, the issue was correct, about flower girl dresses. And it made me cry. And it really hurt my feelings. And Mm. I thought in the context of everything else that was going on in those days leading to the wedding, that it didn't make sense to not be just doing whatever, what everyone else was doing, which was trying to be supportive, knowing what was going on with my dad Mm. and whatnot. This was a really big story at the time that Mm. you made Kate cry. Now Mm. you're saying you didn't make Kate cry. Kate made you cry. Mm. So we all want to know what, would make you cry? What, what, what were you going through? You were going through all of the anxiety that brides go through putting their wedding together mm-hmm. and going through all of the issues with your father. Was he coming? Was he not coming? Mm-hmm. And there was a confrontation over the, the dresses. It wasn't a confrontation. And I actually think it's, I don't think it's fair to her to get into the details of that because she apologized what do you think they were arguing about when it comes to the dresses? Like, were they ugly? Was Kate like, yo, these are ugly. <laughs> and then Megan <laughs> cried. Or was it something that was a little more underlined, something else? Like, I, I, that I wish we knew details on, even though it's not as important as some of the other issues that were raised, right? We know that it's not as important. But I am still very curious about the specifics of that. Yeah, I'm a little curious, too, although to me that wasn't a standout moment. I always thought that that was just a stupid thing. And to be honest, when I heard about it first, I kind of chalked it up to there was a lot of pressure on everybody in that mm-hmm. scenario. Sure. It was going to be the wedding of the century. Yeah. And and with all eyes on Kate and on Megan, I'm not surprised there ended up being a little bit of turmoil. I just counted on two adult women to solve their problem amicably. Right. I don't know how this came out. It shouldn't have been a thing. Well, I mean, hey, listen, I, I I don't know that anybody has ever gotten married and there hasn't at least been some sort of discussion, usually contentious, about something that has to do with the, what the bride or the bride's side is going to wear. Guys are easy. Yeah, tux or in their case, military. That's what you wear. The girls, I mean, that could have gone a lot of different ways. Right. And I'm really not surprised there was some sort of a disagreement about it. Yeah. And I'm also not surprised they ended up in tears. There was a shit ton of pressure on all of them. So dumb, though, eh? Like, just just stupid. But, hey, I'm glad Oprah asked all the questions because that was a big headline at the time. Oprah was a home run last She's night. She's fabulous. I I've mean, got so much respect for Oprah, yeah. but even more so last night. I mean, that's sort of the gold standard for how an interview should be done. It was fair. It was unbiased. There were follow-up questions. Mm-hmm. And she didn't get all the answers, but she sure as shit tried. Yeah. Oprah deserves a ton of credit for that last night. I she totally was so agree. good. Uh, we spent a lot of time on Megan, so I, I do want to switch here to Harry. Now, this is Harry and Megan, but they were asked at first when Harry sat down, j- just uh, tell me, tell me about leaving your role in the royal family. So over a year ago, uh, you shocked the world. You announced that you were stepping back as uh, senior members of the royal family. And then the media reported that you had blindsided the queen, your grandmother, so Here's a time to set the record straight. What was the tipping point that made you decide you had to leave? Yeah, it was desperate. I went to all the places which I thought I should go to to ask for help. We both did, mm-hmm. separately and together. So you left because you were asking for help and couldn't get it? Yeah, basically. 
but we never left. <laughs> we never left the family, and we only wanted to have the same type of role that exists, right? There's mm-hmm. senior members of the family, and then there are non-senior members. As we said specifically, we're stepping back from senior roles to be just like several. I mean, I can think of so many right now who are all their royal highnesses, prince or princess, mm-hmm. duke or duchess, who earn a living, live on palace grounds, can support the queen if and when called upon. Mm-hmm. So we weren't reinventing the wheel here. We were saying, okay, if this isn't working for everyone, we're in a lot of pain. You can't provide us with the help that we need. We can just take a step back. We can do it in a Commonwealth country. We had suggested New Zealand, yeah. South Africa. Take a breath. Canada. Yeah. And, and you wanted to take a breath from what specifically? Let's be clear. From this, this, this constant barrage. My biggest concern was history repeating itself. And I've said that before. on numerous occasions very publicly. Um, And what I was seeing was history repeating itself, but more perhaps, or definitely far more dangerous because then you add race in and you add social media in. And when I'm talking about history repeating itself, I'm talking about my my mother. Okay, and when he says that, he he doesn't want to say what we all know he means. His mother His mother died. And there's a lot of speculation there. You know, you, you, all you have to do is Google it, and you'll find mm-hmm. all of the things if you're not familiar with it. There's a lot of speculation that the firm had something to do with that. And, and he's not necessarily saying that, but all he knows is he lost his mother, and his mother was involved in a lot of drama, and she's, she wound up dead. And press and paparazzi had to do with it and everything else that they know for sure. But he didn't want that for Megan. And he's always said that, by the way. He's always he's always kind of alluded to wanting out, although he was asked point blank. And I like that Oprah asked, because this is the most important thing for me, too, is that would you have done what you did, left, if it wasn't for Megan? And he was honest, and he said, probably not. But in his words, and I do want to use his words, he says, no, I wouldn't be able to because I myself was trapped. Trapped within the system. My father and my brother are trapped. They don't get to leave. And I have huge compassion for that. So if you're William watching that, like, what are you, what are you thinking? Like, he's going to be king, though. So does he really give a shit? Well, that's the thing. He may be trapped, but he doesn't necessarily want out. Uh, There's no reason to think that Charles wants out. Harry wanted out. That was his thing. Okay, fine. But you also don't have to expect that the prince and, well, both princes William and Charles are going to be okay with that decision because that's sort of been what's been planned for them all along. Now, if Harry wants to do something a little different, okay, fine. I mean, I think they have to respect his choice, but they don't necessarily have to like it. Mm -hmm. When it came to the conversations, which apparently were happening a long time before we even knew about it, when it comes to those conversations about him leaving I'm really not surprised that got a little contentious. And if they did threaten titles and security and things like that, I'm not surprised that they laid out all of the different options and scenarios there. Now, when it comes to them actually leaving, and this is part of the reason that at the beginning of this, I said it seemed very woe is me. When Megan said, I didn't understand what I was getting into. I didn't know what it was all about. When they said things like we had to pay for our own security and we didn't have any money. I mean, what do you mean you didn't have any money? When Harry said, we had to rely on the, the money my mom left me. I, I'd like to know a little bit more about that, too, because even if you don't have like a, a debit card or a, a visa card or something like that, we're not talking about hiring the Navy SEALs. 
We're talking about a fairly basic security detail. He had the means to be able to hire them. He certainly had the money for it. And even if he didn't, she did. The fact that they had to flee Vancouver before they locked down the border to get to L.A. and had to take up refuge in Tyler Perry's house and use Tyler Perry's security. I I think that that was all sort of it was very embellished. I really don't think it was that bad. Like, shit, guys, we're going to have to cut back on groceries this week because we're going to have to pay for the security guys. They're not hurting for money, but that was very much the way they portrayed that last night. And they will be fine. They made million dollar deals with uh, Spotify and Netflix, just to name a couple. Yeah, I mean, I have to think that whatever protects them, whatever force it is uh, over in the UK, maybe it's Scotland Yard, whoever protects them in the UK can operate with basic impunity. It's almost like a James Bond type scenario. You're protecting the royals. They can't operate the same way when they're not on British soil. And they certainly can't when it's not a Commonwealth country that they're in. So maybe just the logistics of, okay, guys, it's one thing to to protect you the way we do when you're here in the UK. If you leave the UK, we can't offer you that same level of protection. If you go to America, good fucking luck. Like, I don't know what we can really do for you. And maybe that's how that really transpired or what they meant. It's also entirely possible. Megan's got very, un, uh, very high standards for what security could be that they just can't do outside of the UK. So I don't know. But again, that's another area where they floated it out there. But obviously, there's some details that got left out there that I would like to know now since they brought it up. You know what I mean? It just seems like there's a lot of unanswered questions there. And to me, it did come off very, woe is me. We got screwed. We asked for this and they said no. But not lost on me is the fact that they wanted to go. And things do change a little bit when you make that very important choice. I think all that came out of last night is they're making sure that they can never go back. No, no, of course. Yeah, they'll they'll never not under the current hierarchy. I think what's what's important is what happens in this next week. So will the palace respond? You and I both agree. Likely not. Right. Like neither one of us would put money down on them responding. But it might be it would be completely unorthodox if they did. There's a chance we could hear from that. There's we'll have to continue to see these headlines that come of this. Mm -hmm. and what their next move will be. I mean, we know what they are in terms of their deals that we had just mentioned, and they've got their foundation. But will the press can... I'm just wondering if if all of it was for nothing for them, right? So let's say that you're pro Harry and Meghan. You do this, you hope that people see you in a new lens, and they're... Whatever whatever feelings you might feel. Maybe it's just like, okay, fine, whatever. Go, go. Like, go live your life. Or maybe you do feel bad for them. Whatever... Whatever it might be, I'm wondering if the press will con- – I mean, the press is the press. It's going to continue to, to, to be up their butts. They do sure know they that, I think, right? Like, I don't think it matters that they're no longer with the royal family when it comes to that. They're always going to have people on them. So they got to continue to make those deals and make that money that they're so missing in order to make sure that their family's secure. And that's what they said that they – that they really, really need. Oh, and by the way, they said they're having a girl. If anybody cares about that too, it kind of got just like swept under the rug with everything else, but that's amazing. Yeah, that's great. Life changing yeah. guys. You will love it. Yeah. Um, but um, anyway, I, I, I don't know. I don't, my, my overall takeaway is I'm glad that we got this much information. And yes, I know you mentioned there's pieces missing to me. It was good to know what I know now. Now I, now it makes a little more sense. And I don't think I need to know all of the little itty bitty details. At least I know what their side is. Yeah. 
I, uh, I, I still kind of wish it didn't happen. I mean, I, I think that this is just one of those things where spill that tea, tell it all. Uh, don't just put out a little bit here and there and leave people to wonder. I think that that's not helpful, but uh, yeah, I mean, if they just needed to tell their truth to, to get it off their chest, then okay, fine. And there's some people who are going to love it and some people who are going to hate what happened. And I, as far as a response from the palace is concerned, one thing I think that is possible if they want to do it this way, the Royals, I think should take advantage of the best asset they've got. And her name is queen Elizabeth the second. And if queen Elizabeth came out and spoke to the world first as a grandmother and a great grandmother, and then as the queen, she could do a lot of good for the the monarchy in general if first she would acknowledge that yes there is a great relationship between her prince philip harry megan and archie and baby to be i think that that should be clarified that there's no bad will between her and the queen but then as queen it is still her decision and if she wants to remove their titles because they didn't follow royal protocol this is generations worth of stuff that's all based on tradition protocol and hierarchy then she has every right to do that for however she justifies it and i think people need to be okay with that i mean they knew the consequences of leaving they know the consequences of doing that interview whatever happens happens now as far as their titles and things like that are concerned mm-hmm. i really do wish though that they would do what families are supposed to do. When there's a family dispute, we get everybody in a room and settle it. Now, maybe it was breaking news last night to, to William and Kate, to Charles and Camilla, to the queen herself, how Harry and Meghan felt. Maybe they learned something last night. Okay, now you know. Fix the fucking right. problem. Well, this is what I, and that's exactly what I mean when I say this next week. You know, th- what happens at this next week, maybe two weeks, that'll be, that'll be interesting. Will something come of this or not? Will it come from them? Will it come from the palace? Um, will more information come to light? Uh, will someone else spill the tea? Because they are they were like overwhelmed in a good way with them spilling their tea. Maybe they're willing to do it too. Maybe we'll hear more details. I mean, who knows? Who knows what could happen? But we'll, we'll stay on it and everything. And if anything juicy comes from it anyway, we'll let you guys know. Yeah. I, one thing I think is basically a given is that if there's a move to make Charles king now, Because a lot of people did read between the lines last night. I think that's going to be wildly unpopular. But for all we know, and this is another detail we'll probably never know, maybe William and Harry were texting during that interview last night like, oh, fuck, what'd you say? It could have been a very cordial thing. It it might be completely different than it was portrayed last night. And that's another thing that we'll probably never know is those private brother-to-brother conversations. Once those permission slips came in for him to use his phone, I'm sure William did text him. (laughs) Apparently it's... You can't do anything, but I, I don't know. We'll see if it's, maybe it's not, maybe they're going to do that on purpose, Scott. Maybe they will have William say something to Harry because they're worried that they're going to say more. I mean, you never know. This is what I mean. That What happens in the next couple of weeks will be very interesting. I feel like we're going to hear more out of this. I do. And on that, we will say thank you for listening to an emotionally charged after nine. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Bachelor tonight. We'll talk about that tomorrow and a whole lot more. Have yourselves a great day, everybody. If you want to weigh in on this, you know how to reach us. DM at Scott Fox on air on Instagram or at cat on air. That's cat with a cat. 
Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance <laughs> recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.